Welcome in to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. Today is Saturday, April 23rd. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and anywhere you get your Apple Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Howe. What's up, guys? And our producer, Mike Coyle. Where else would you get Apple Podcasts besides Apple? I said wherever you get your audio podcast. Fair enough. Because we do not have a video, so we're not on YouTube. Oh, well, but in no, most other locations that you can get an audio podcast, some of which are obscure, and I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a lovely program that just sends our podcast to all of those things without me having to do each one individually. So take people behind the scenes. All right, but well, after well, that, we're going to take you behind the scenes in the draft and give you a little perspective on some of the prospects coming up. We're getting down towards the end here, so... Some slim pickings about the guys we're talking about. We went through a lot of the top guys at the skill player positions you care about for fantasy, so we are going to wrap that up along with some final draft thoughts and just general thoughts about the NFL at the moment. So today we are going to start off with George Pickens out of Georgia, conveniently enough. Richard, do you want to start off with George Pickens, or you want uh, me to take the lead on this one? You take the lead, I'll follow up. All right, so... Here's the deal about George Pickens. Like a couple of these other guys we've talked about before, if this draft had happened a year or two ago, he's probably a first-round pick. However, it's not happening a year or two ago. So what happened to George Pickens in that time? Well, he tore his ACL in March of 2021 after he started to show uh, some promise after the past two years. So in 2019, he had 700 yards as a rookie. Or I'm sorry, as a freshman. Rookie. Freshman in Georgia, he had 727 yards and eight touchdowns. In a shortened season in 2020, he had 513 yards and six touchdowns through eight games. And then, like we said, he tore his ACL in March of 2021. So he actually missed most of this last season, only appeared in four games. And I say appeared because he didn't play. In three of those four games, he really only played in one game this season. He had five catches for 107 yards. So 21 yards per catch over that. Still showed the big playability, still flashes. He's 6'3", 195, so he's got good size for the position. You'd like him to be a little bit heavier. He was listed at 200. He probably lost some weight due to the injury. You know, not able to, you know, exercise as much, lose some muscle mass and... I know people think it would be counterproductive if you're sitting around not doing anything, but again, muscle weighs more than fat, so when you're sitting around not doing anything and you were a top athlete before that, you lose some muscle mass to you. But he's an explosive, I mean, he's an explosive player. He doesn't have a whole lot of concentration drops like we've talked about with a lot of these other wide receivers in the class. He's got very reliable hands. He's a great route runner, and he's actually got a full route tree. That's something that not a lot of these wide receivers have. They usually, A lot of these wide receivers won three to four or five routes, something like that. He actually has a full route tree developed on him, so it makes him like more NFL-ready. He has less skills that I guess need to be polished off. He's good on contested catches as well. He kind of uses his size pretty well to body people and just position himself greatly on that. That being said, he does have some issues. He didn't look particularly explosive, you know, prior to the injury. Now, he ran a 4.47 at his 40. So, again, he's good speed for a wide receiver, especially when you can take into his size. But he's just never looked particularly explosive, I guess, when you watch the tape and you see it. We've talked about this with some other guys before. They just don't seem as fast. They don't seem to have the burst sometimes when you're looking at them. But uh, he still had enough speed, you know what I mean? He, he's It's just one of those, he's not an elite trait of his. Right. So, he ran a 4.47, he's got enough juice. Right. So, 
he's never, again, because of the injury in the shortened season, he just never really had big numbers. He only has, you know, 1,300 receiving yards throughout his career. We, we've seen some guys who put pretty much those numbers up just last year alone. But that has to do, again, with the injury in the shortened season in 2020 because he was off to a great start in his uh, freshman year. The big, something that might scare some teams away that kind of lowers him down a little bit for me because this is something that I've mentioned before is a little bit concerning is the off-field issue. So he was suspended for a few games for a violation of team rules. He's rejected from a game for punching a player. Right, His own right. head coach has actually called him undisciplined. Selfish and undisciplined. Selfish and undisciplined. Right, so just to put a little bit of context. So back in 2019, um, Pickens was suspended for the first half of the game versus Georgia Tech for a violation of team rules. Okay? okay. As soon as he got into that game in the second half, he got ejected for throwing punches. So it was the same game. The same game. Is yeah. that where the comment came from as well? Yes. Did you make the after comment that after game, the game? After that game, Coach... Made the comment about him being selfish and undisciplined. All the stuff on the field, like the, the, the production, the athleticism, that's it. What, what that stuff you like? Rookie year? His rookie year. 20, sorry, freshman year, freshman 2019. Year. Yeah. So, I mean, he had time to grow it, from it, it's a learning experience. Yeah. So, they, I mean, all the but stuff at the same on the time, field you like, the traits you like. He hasn't been on the field as much since his rookie year, or injury, freshman right? year. So, that's maybe that's why we haven't seen it again. We haven't seen much of him. He, like you see, five catches this year. So, like, he, he proved he could get back from the ACL. But is he the George Pickens we remember from pre-ACL? Right. So the one that was going to be a first-round pick if he came out a couple years ago. High, high risk here. So, I got rid of this potential number one receiver, right, with, with top 15 upside. Yeah. Like, I don't disagree at all. I think that's yeah. that's where I would see him. It's just, again, the character, character issues, I guess, you have to see. This is, again, like a guy we talked about before with Kevin Austin. We're going to see what did the combine interviews and talking to the coaches reveal. Did his character get better in his time there, or is there still some issues? Because, again, like Kevin Austin, we have no idea why he was suspended for a full season. I, I mean, George Pickens was only suspended for the first half of a game. He does get himself then thrown out of that game, which isn't a good look. But he had to be somewhere. Haven't heard, yeah, haven't heard much about it since then. So I don't know how concerning it is for me. Again, some NFL teams that might put him off, and that's probably why he's going to go in the second round. But he's got top fifteen wide receiver upside. So for sure. Awesome. Depending on where he goes in the draft is going to depend on where you should draft him in in fantasy. So right. Let we, the I mean, scouts do the work. Yes, we told you he where he ends up in a situation like like a Green Bay or well, I'm not even like talking Kansas about City. Like you got to feel good about him as a first round pick. I don't even or in, in dynasty draft. Yeah, I was I wasn't even meaning so much situation more as if he's taken on day two. It means people didn't feel as strongly about the off-the-field stuff right. as you might think. If he starts to slide towards the middle or back end of the third round or even towards day three, now you're like, okay, they there's there some continued problems or something that we're not seeing off the field afterwards. Like, maybe the character is still a concern, and that's why yeah. teams aren't taking on somebody who has the athletic gifts that this guy has. As always, there's nuance to it, right? If right. He's, so, if he's a first Because also, pick, too, maybe, maybe a team takes him in the second round, but if that team is the Cowboys, who have a history of taking people with some s- s- questions about their character, we'll say in the least, that makes me... Me, I don't feel as good as if, like, a team that's known for taking... Like, like if the Patriots are willing to take him in the second round, like, Bill Belichick isn't going to play that game. So he'll take players from other teams that have had problems because it's not going to be a problem on his team, but he's not going to draft those players, typically. So... Right. Seem pretty similar on George Pickens. Let's move on to John Mechie. Another receiver. Another receiver out of Alabama. Kind of stepped up when Jamison Williams went down earlier in the season. He's 
I mean, he's been productive over the past two seasons. So didn't do much in his freshman year. Only appeared in four games, four catches, 23 yards. Nothing, you know, to write home about. 2020, he's a better year. He's 55 catches for 916 yards and six touchdowns. And then 2021, 96 catches for 1,100 yard, 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns. So, a lot of production over the last two years. The problem is he's 5'11", 187, and he tore his ACL in December. So that raises some durability concerns, being an undersized type of guy. And Well, Rich, what, what do you have about John Mitch? Because I know earlier I mentioned him, and you were surprised that I had mentioned him kind of in the regard that I had. So what are your feelings about John Mitchie the third? So first off, let me start by saying he's a guy who I like for the right price. Right? I'm not going to go out and... and look to acquire John Mechie in the second round. But if he happens to fall to me in the third or, you know, happens to fit the fourth, then I'm, 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 I'm going to take that every time. We're talking about in Dynasty Draft. Right? Yes, yes, yes. But he's got good balance, body control. He's got good hands. He ran a varied root tree, and, and, and he ran polished routes. He's got good speed. Right? But the, like you said, you got to question the build. Right? One thing that I kept seeing pop up uh, being mentioned in, in, in a few scouting reports was his catch radius. His arms are a little shorter than you would like. He yeah. doesn't have the he doesn't have the width to his chest to right. make up for his Which, shorter overall frame like some other guys do. Going in with that was his play strength at the catch point. Quite a few times passes were, were knocked out after he'd already caught them, right? He had it and a defender came in, knocked it away. He wasn't able to, to always secure those passes. It's concerning when you're yeah. an NFL wide receiver and, and you need to catch the ball. For a guy whose game was really based around speed in a lot of ways, how does he come back from the ACL? Right. Yeah, so I don't see it that differently from you. Again, you know my feeling about the undersized wide receivers in general. Now, he's a little tall. I mean, I guess he's a, he's above the 5'11 threshold, but it's just his general frame when you look at him. He doesn't. He, he just looks like a smaller wide receiver, and you look at him because of his just his frame. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, you just don't look at him and think, oh, wow, that's that's a big, solid guy right there. Like, you know, so. I mean, he, just, he, he looks like, like a classic like wide receiver three for a team who may be a wide receiver four or five for fantasy. Right, and and that's just what I see. He's going to have his weeks where he's he's a decent player, but a lot of times he's going to be in that two to three catch game. Right, right you're going to be rolling the dice on him when you yeah. if you roll him out. That just yeah, maybe so, on my off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and again, I I don't know that I see it that differently from you. Again, I think he might. I, I don't. It's hard to say because we haven't seen any testing from him since he's come back from the ACL, so we don't know how the recovery is going. Uh, I don't I don't like copping out on something as simple as that, but it's. Again, I'd when you're talking about guys of similar stature like Jahan Dotson and Sky Moore, you feel obviously a, a lot better about those guys. And John Mechie, again, was just prior to his injury, NFL people or draft people were talking about him possibly being a first-round wide receiver, and that was the part that kind of surprised you. Yes. He's an Alabama wide receiver. When Jamison Williams went down, he was getting thrown of the ball. So he was a name that everybody was familiar with and could see. I think that's what part of it was, again, that, these are also the same guys that are saying Jahan Dotson and Sky Moore should be the number one receiver for the Packers. So that's, to put that in perspective, where we don't agree on that with them either. So I think we see the same thing for John Mechie, probably. I just We just see less upside for him than we do Jahan Dotson or Sky Moore. Who, well, pl- who just play more physical is the thing, too. It's not even just the size. Like, it's that he does not play physically as well. It's not even just the injury. Like, if, say Mechie had, had came into this draft process fully healthy, I'd still got Jahan Dotson over him. Yeah, still. that's what I'm saying. And By the decent margin. Yeah. 
and prob and Skymore as well. I, I would say as well. They just play. They're just, uh, they just play more physically, more explosive. They're willing to take hits and go into God. They're willing to go make catches in traffic. And John yeah. Mechie struggles with that. Yeah, uh, KTC has him in here at uh, number eighteen uh, in a single quarterback uh, half PPR. You know, eighteen overall, or eighteen eight, wide receiver, eighteen overall. So that puts him at what the back, back end of the second round. Yeah, well, yeah. That's rich for my taste. Yeah. Exactly. Rich for my taste. This is where we're different from again the, the draft pundits around the league. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is KTC, so this is based off of you know people like me, you know, putting in our own opinion. So. No, but I mean that's how when I'm listening to these other guys, you know, the move the sticks and first draft and all that does. Yeah. Major right. ones, mm-hmm. all the professionals. Yeah. All right, so. Moving on from John Mechie, though? We're going to move on from John Mechie, then. Cool. We got uh, Damian Pierce up next. Yeah, yep. running back uh, Damian Pierce out of Florida. Awesome. All right, I'll take this one. Uh, so he was a four-year player at Florida, or was never really a featured back. Right, he had 424 yards as a freshman, 305 as a sophomore, 503 as a junior, and 574 this past year as a senior. This past year was his most successful year. Touchdown-wise, he had 13. Previously, he had never scored over four in a year. Right, he's got good size. Checks in at 5'9", 220 pounds. Uh, 4.59, 40-yard dash. Vertical jump, 34 and a half inches. Uh, bench press, 21 reps. And a broad jump, uh, 9 feet, 11 inches, so just under 10 feet. I mean, watching on the tape, you see good balance. A guy who very easily runs through arm tackles. He's got good lateral agility. And he's got limited tread on the tires. Right, but come that with the negatives, right? With the limited tread, why wasn't he able to secure a number one role? Right. Passing game usage. I mean, I know he's a good blocker, but is he a good route runner or a good receiver? He did have 19 catches this past year, 17 the year before that. It's just, he, yeah, he I just don't know if he, Yeah, I don't know if he. Yeah, again, I just think it's skill that's not developed. It does. I don't know if he right. looks like a natural pass catcher. Or he wasn't even the just the well. featured back. He was always the the second in the rotation. And he was never able to earn that number one spot. That's just an interesting, you know, interesting question. But I guess he was there for four years, right? Just like another guy, we talked about um, the last episode or two episodes ago. Right, Brian Robinson. Right, was in a crowded running back room. Najee Harris, a couple other guys. Even his senior, he was able to be that number one guy. David Pierce wasn't. Yeah, and he's kind of got average testing across the board there. So this is where we go from a guy who could become a team's RB one, but I think we're looking at like maybe a a Damian Harris RB one, maybe a lighter version of Damian Harris RB one, where he's like an RB one for an NFL team, but he's kind of strictly a running back, uh, you know, a rushing running back, not too much involvement in the passing game, not a lot of big plays. Well. Get you some volume, but it's probably capped out at like 15 fantasy points if he gets that. You know, you're probably looking, you're probably looking at about 10 points a game and hoping for a touchdown yeah, to get one you of those more. Guys pray for a touchdown. Yeah, right. so that would make him, I guess, I want to say RB three, RB four, is how I would view him. He's yeah, yeah, that's not a guy I'm terribly high on. Yeah, I see him just a committee back, a power back in the committee. Just by the way you're talking about him, it just doesn't seem like you know 
something he that... Just, just, uh, he, he just doesn't stand out as much as some of the yeah, other guys that we've looked at over here. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the reason we're... And, and, again, it's not that he can't do it. it that's, part of the reason we're covering him is that he has the potential to do it. It's just I wouldn't bank on it. Right. All right, so... He just looks like a thumper in a committee to me. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Who, uh, so, I mean, you guys got anything else to say about him? I mean, what, what, you know, what, where, how far does he have to fall before you're picking him? Fourth round. Fourth yeah, round. Depending on landing spot, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, I feel you. All right, so. We got any uh, honorable mentions uh, to talk do. about We do. We have tonight? a couple of special honorable mentions that we'll get to real quick. Rich, did you want to pick out one of these guys in particular, or you want me to roll through all of them real quick? How do you um, want to do this? I know we don't have too much to say about them. They're, so again, we're 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 at, we've covered about forty something players or so at this point, or I think these guys are going to be our forty or so players in here. And so we're at the point now when you're looking at fantasy skill positions, you're getting kind of maybe these are guys just to keep an eye on. You're not particularly worried about drafting them. Look for a landing spot. Look for you know training camp reports about them possibly emerging, yeah. but not guys that we're trying to hype up before the draft to tell you to draft in your rookie draft. So with that said, I'll take uh, Bo Melton. All right, let's start with Bo Melton. Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers. Who has been getting hyped yes, he online hyped. out of nowhere in the last two weeks. His athletic testing was, was, was great, right? Mm-hmm. He had great vertical, 38 inches, 40-yard dash, 4.34, three cone, 6.98. His agility is agility's there. Right? He's got long speed. Um, he's got good hands, as you see it on the tape. and He's just an explosive guy. The reason why I'm interested is he's got a chance to stick around on a team as he develops as a wide receiver. I think he's got to add a little bit of refinement to him, right? Sometimes he's had issues versus the press. His, his uh, route running is a little bit inconsistent. Um, but he's got experience as a special team player, which will get him in the locker room, right? right. Which, is what, which is one with some of these late-round guys. He's there. He's, not, he's still on a team. Mm-hmm. It's going to provide an impact to the NFL team while he still develops his own skills as a wide receiver, which will give him the opportunity. Right? You want that foot in the door. Right, for sure. So he's a guy that I like to potentially provide some value. He's a great taxi squad guy, in my opinion. He provides some value in the future, maybe two years from now. For sure, yeah. You see, yeah. So yeah, and I think where the upside come with Bo Melton is again, like you said, the physical profile. He actually like again, five eleven, one eighty nine. For the other guys we've talked about like that, the Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Khalil Shakir, he actually tested similarly, if not better than them, in, in a lot of these categories. So that's where it's like if you were to just. Purely look at those numbers, you look at these guys and say, what, what's the difference? And it's just kind of, again, when you watch a tape a bit, they're just better route runners. They have more control of their body. They get more separation because of that. He needs more polish, but, I mean, he was at Rutgers for five years. So he's going to be an older rookie. He'll be 23 when the season starts. That's something to consider as well when you're doing the yeah, dynasty draft. Also, maybe what he is at this point. Yeah. He, also, but, this is something to think about is if his hype continues to build and maybe he falls late enough to you, could be a guy you grab. And if the hype keeps building, you flip them. Yeah. You know? But the hype is the dynasty hype, or dra- right. fantasy hype, right? Not like, I'm not hearing a whole lot about him as far as the NFL and real Oh, yeah, no, so. it's it's all, I mean, it's not even hype. I would say he's getting more talk than I would expect for somebody that's, yeah. that somebody is so late, expected to be late picked in the dynasty world, you know? Um like, if you got somebody in your league that's, like, really, you know, like, oh, they think that's – he's a sleeper guy. That's what he is. He's a sleeper, you know, and you could maybe build off of that. He's not going to be worth something, you know, you're not going to be trading him away for something super valuable. He could be a tack-on, 
you know, the same way. Uh, me and Rich did a, a trade this year, you know, uh, you know, through he threw like a third in for me. But like, you know, not that even Bo Melton would be a third, but he's a throwing guy, you know, and but that could be something that helps you push a trade through. Right. Helps get the deal done. Right. Yeah. Cause, especially because right now he's he's being hyped up. Yeah, the recognition's there. It's growing uh, considerably in the last in the past like week or so. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen I didn't know who Bo Melton was until maybe like six days ago. And like I said, you guys are a little bit more tapped in than I am, but you know, as uh, if you if you think about from my perspective, I'm probably uh, like a lot of the other guys that you play dynasty with, where you know I'm 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 watching it day to day, but you know I'm not super tuned into what's right. going on in the college scene all the time, especially when it comes out when you look at outside of the top fifteen guys. Mm, you just wait for the draft to happen, and everybody to feed you a bunch of BS information about how great every player that they draft is going to be, and they got all the guys that they wanted, and they didn't want this other guy that went a pick before them to their rival. Right, <laughs> kind of like uh, when uh, our buddy traded up to get, uh, what was his name? Uh, Will Fuller. Will Fuller, and uh, I am really glad he did, and I ended up not having him. Although I do think Will Fuller is a great player. so Still free agent, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. That top three overall pick in the rookie fan in the rookie dynasty is definitely more valuable than Will Fuller has at this moment. Though. Right, so, yeah. yeah. That was hey, listen, that was our first year uh picking, so you know people make mistakes. But uh what what other uh, honorable mentions do you got today, right? Uh we'll just wrap up Bo Melton. I think his ceiling is about mid tier wide receiver three. So around okay. wide receiver twenty five, but I wouldn't expect much more than that if he hits his ceiling. Right, and that's I feel like that's a that's that's yeah. asking a lot. So. Right, that's asking a lot. But just to clarify it's where I, I I felt as far as just again talking about these guys give it proper perspective cool uh another guy we're going to talk about is Devonte price out of florida international so this is another guy who he he just never sees the feature back role at florida international which is kind of surprising because it's florida international yeah. so he had 100 rushing yards his, his freshman year 500 in his sophomore year so it looked like you know he might be on the way up 2019 happens, and he regressed massively. 50 attempts for 249 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, he got half the carries that he did the previous year. Yeah, so I didn't do too huge of a deep dive to see who else might have, but I can't think of a Florida International running back that like, should have, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Just the name doesn't come to mind as to why he wasn't gaining a lead. So 2020, he only plays in five games, 85 carries for 581 yards, considering it was only five games, that's not bad. That's pretty impressive. 6.8 yards per carry, four touchdowns. 2021, 129 carries for 682 yards in nine games. And six touchdowns to go along with it. So, athletically, testing-wise, I mean, he's, six, he's a little over 6'1", 198 pounds. He ran a 4.38, so he's got some speed. Vert and Broad weren't Great, but they weren't. I would say they're average. Like right at the medium is what you're looking for the guy. So he's got some speed. He's got an average amount of burst to him. He's a patient runner. I mean, he lets his blocks get set up. He kind of knows when to hit the hole and when to, you know, kind of hesitate. Not, I don't want to say hesitate, but kind of slow down and put on the brakes a little bit. And he's willing to run through people. That being said, you just don't see a whole lot that jumps off the page to you, right? It's all just kind of average. Right. It's, he's not a very consistent blocker. It's going to be harder for him to get gain a three-down rolls, you know, the second back if he can't, you know, block. 
he never, like, again, just never seizing that feature role always kind of concerns you, especially when it doesn't seem like you had any top-level competition uh, around you. And he has a lot of drops as a wide receiver. This is something that's going to be a problem at the NFL level. Yeah. So, again, this is a guy who physically has the the size and the tools that you're looking for from a running back, but he not just as he doesn't just have skills that need to be polished. He has skills that need to be developed and created. That he doesn't have. He needs to be a he needs to be a better wide receiver. You know, he needs to be a consistent blocker. So he needs to gain some of that. So just a name to keep an eye on. I, I wouldn't even uh, I wouldn't recommend even drafting him unless it's the last pit, last round in your rookie dynasty draft. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And the last guy we're going to talk about, Jake Ferguson, tight end out of Wisconsin. So, he was a guy who was consistently productive. Again, as a college-level tight end. So, he basically had 400 yards a year, except for 2020 when he only had 300 yards. Because it was a shortened season and only played in seven games. He's 6'4 and a half, 244 pounds. Ran a 4'8", 140. Not the fastest time, but also not slow given his size and all. Kind of what we were just talking about with Devontae Price, right? He's just sort of average. Average size, average speed, average agility, average just kind of overall skills. I mean, he does have some versatility. He does run run routes well, but I just don't know that he has the overall athleticism to be a pure receiving tight end. So I don't know... Is there a chance he becomes a tight end one? But he might, yes. But he's a tight. He might be a tight end one, like Will Disley or Gerald Everett. You know what I mean? To so me, he's, he screams tight end two for an NFL team. Okay. Role player, not very fantasy relevant. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with you again. I I, I gave the names I gave you were Will Disley and Gerald Everett. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not advocating. Seems we're on the same wait, page. Wait, wait, didn't yeah. we talk about Gerald Everett way too much once? Was he on that? one of the earlier? Episodes? Yeah, he was on one of the earlier episodes. Um... One of but our lost episodes. If I could just uh, kind of transition us, transition us here uh, real quick because it doesn't seem like you know we're too concerned about this guy. Um, something that was interesting that came up today was uh, you know there's been a lot of talk in the last two days about Kadarius Tony, right? And um, interesting little thing I saw here: if Kadarius Tony is dealt to the Chiefs or the Packers, what are we thinking about him? I mean. What's coming out of the Giants camp right now and, you know, from the reports is that, you know, might have an attitude problem, you know, not, not, he doesn't have the playbook yet. I guess it's a new coach. Um, but, you know, what if he goes to a place like that? Is I that feel guy better go? about any one of the other three wide receivers on the Chiefs than I do about Kadarius Tony going with the Chiefs. I, I worry about him going to a place like Green Bay. We 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 talked about before, I think, on one of the earlier episodes, but um, Rogers. Aaron Rodgers and Notorious mm-hmm. for not really trusting young guys until they've proven themselves to get on the same page. And after what just happened with Kadarius Tony in New York, do we think he's going to be able to get right and get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers? I, I don't know. They, yeah, I don't know. They do need wide receivers, but, yeah. I mean. Right, and also, and what's you know, Green Bay trade? Are they, would, I guess the question then becomes, they have, what, two first-round picks? Mm-hmm. Two you, first, two seconds, and a third. Are you taking Kadarius Tony over any of the, the wide receivers they may be able to pick in that range? That's very true. Uh, yeah. the, no. That becomes in the first a question, and second right? round. So who yeah. might be that range, right? We're looking Burks, Dotson, uh, 
Because what? Sky Moore, Sky Christian Moore, Watson, Christian Alec Watson, Pierce. Pierce. Right, guys that you can bring in right. might not have, you know, because, I mean, you know, obviously. Maybe the, Olave slips through If I was the right. Packer, the idea of pairing Moore or Dotson with Watson or Pierce is way more appealing to me than, than Just acquiring Kadarius Tony. What am I acquiring? This guy couldn't get on the field for the Giants who need wide receiver help in the... De- in the well, he was hurt and he had COVID for most of the season. I mean, even when he was out there, though, I don't know that he was particularly that one blow up game. Up yeah. numbers, he had that one blow-up game. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, if you have Tony, you can, uh, and he goes somewhere, he could... Uh, capitalize so capitalize. High, you know? Yeah, I don't know exactly what his maybe value is. Maybe someone out there... Yeah, I'm you, not buying give it. Give you a first. Yeah, so you guys are not buyers of Kadarius Tony right now. Uh, no, if someone wants to buy him, I'd sell him. Got you. You have any lint in your pocket? <laughs> I actually do, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, in our league, you it's don't a have lint, a paperclip, and two pennies. Does but, it get the job done? Yeah, it's All just right. funny because the guy who owns up in our league put him up today on the block, and I don't know if there's going to be any interest for that. He asked me about the 101. Yeah, okay. All right, hold on. We, don't, we, need to, we don't need to put... put Put uh, our guy on blast over here. You know, <laughs> against I, we we know he sent that to you, knowing that you would uh, have that reaction. Yeah, so. he did it on purpose. He got me. Yeah, he, he got, got me you. good. Mm-hmm. Against the Dallas Cowboys, Kadarius Tony had 13 targets. He caught 10 of them for 189 yards. Those 189 yards, I think, are more than he got in all of his other games combined. If I'm looking at this properly, which I may not be, but let's. Hey, fair enough. But is it, it, you know, end of the day, it is what it is. Something to keep your eye on if you're now, you know. At this point in the season, is yeah, Tony. monitor the situation. Yeah, monitor the situation. Um, is there anything else dynasty related that's been going on? I know we're we're really in that time right now where there's, you know, we're you check week by week. There's not a lot of news coming out. We're waiting on the draft. We're waiting Everybody's on the draft. Waiting on and, the draft man, man. We got what yeah. five days to you know, so we'll we'll have some more to talk about Thursday. Soon. Yeah, thir- this Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So you know, well, so. today's Saturday, right? Was this Thursday coming up? Yeah, dude. So. Some, some draft predictions that I have that I've decided after hearing things that are going all over the place. So, I got some players, specific players going to specific teams. So, Let's hear it. I got Kenny Pickett going to the Carolina Panthers. Probably at six. Again, people keep... I know everyone keeps mentioning that they want to trade back and try to acquire more because they don't have a second or third round pick. Who's trading up to six and what are you trading up for? Like maybe if Sauce Gardner falls to six, the team might want to trade up a few spots for him. But I'm, I don't know who's making that. Think about the teams after him. Which one's making the jump up for six? The Jets possibly. What if Thibodeau falls? Which team do you see jumping up to grab Thibodeau? Ravens maybe if at fourteen or something. Right. I mean, any team really. Edge is like you can never have enough pass rush. But with the questions with Thibodeau, it's how much are you going to give up to move up to draft him at six? You know what I mean? Now it's not just using the six overall pick on him. Now it's trading capital to grab him at six. So I view the Panthers grabbing Pickett at six. Shortly after that, I see Garrett Wilson going to the Falcons. They need a number one. I know some people keep talking about like maybe Drake London or something like the bigger body guy. That's why you have Kyle Pitts there, man. Get yourself a guy who can run the routes and be your wide receiver one. Don't try to do this weird two two big body guys out there and then not have the versatility in your offense to stretch it and spread the field. Malik Willis going to the Seahawks. I just feel like he's a Russell Wilson prototype. He has a he needs a lot of character. But again, they took Russell Wilson. What was it, fourth round? Russell Third Wilson, round. third round. Third round. So, I mean, I just feel like Malik Willis is a guy that they could put in. Because unlike, so Kenny Pickett needs to go to the Panthers. Kenny Pickett, 
I know people are like, oh, is he really better than Sam Darnold? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, and it's 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 also the difference in money you have to pay the two and all going forward. And people want to say, well, are you bringing Kenny Pickett in to win now to save your job? And it's just like, well, yeah, but what's the alternative? Sam Darnold? Because you tried Sam Darnold last year. You tried to acquire him. It didn't go well. If you got a second year of Sam Darnold, no improvement, it's just like, why am I keeping this coaching staff? I think you're better off... Drafting a young wide, a young quarterback, even if he's, you know, maybe you want to consider it an overdraft. Well, if he's an improvement from last year for you, at least you can point to something and say, hey, you know, we might have had the same record as last year, but we did it with a rookie quarterback, and look at this that got better through the right. season, and look at this that improved, and you know, whereas we claimed we could get Darnold and do something with him immediately, now we know we're drafting a rookie that needs some development time. You know what I mean? So that's why I view him going there, and then Willis is going to the Seahawks because if Pete Carroll. Has a down like is Pete Carroll getting fired if he has a down season this year with Malik Willis at quarterback? No, no, exactly. So Pete Carroll's a little more secure, so he can take more of a risk to grab somebody like Malik Willis who needs more time to develop. He can have a legitimate comp- competition between Locke and Willis, and <laughs> you roll with Locke in the beginning of the season, and then as he falls off, you bring Willis in. The way you're supposed to bring in a rookie quarterback, you let the veteran start for a few games, and then once the season starts to get out of reach, then you bring in the rookie and get him some experience without having huge expectations of him like trying to get you into the playoffs. Right. So. It's it's funny, too, because uh, they just gave uh, Geno Smith that, that uh, con- he, he, he's on the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, they gave him that contract. It's very incentive-heavy, from what I understand. But say they don't take a quarterback this year. Like, the Seahawks just Drew roll Lock with Drew Locke. Geno Smith? Yeah, who do you think is the starting quarterback at the end of the season? Geno Smith. You think? Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Rye? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> if, they, if they don't draft one, who will be the starting Seahawks for the starting quarterback for the Seahawks? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Okay, Baker. I like it. Uh, I also have Jamison Williams going to the Jets at 10 That's, after that. So I, I got that, too. I've I literally like got, like, four pi- four selections in, like, a five-pick span that I yeah. So I got two. I got Jamison Williams to the Jets, like you said, and I I think Traylon Burke is going to end up on the Eagles. Really? I do. Okay. I do. All right. Well, I mean, we all know that that would be pretty much your dream come true, and that jersey that would, would be pretty ordered. That would be dream come true. I mean, for Ricky, it would be. No, it wouldn't. Uh, look at him. He's a, yeah, see, uh, this you're, is an audio oh, only podcast, okay, so he's nodding his head at me right now. So Dr- Traylon Burke gets drafted to the Eagles. You're taking him as a number one wide receiver? I don't know if I'm taking. I, I just mean like a, a good scenario for the Eagles. Okay, I, I meant from a fantasy perspective. Just going to the Eagles, a good fantasy outlook for Traylon Burks. Remains to be seen, but I, I could see him. Rich, the Eagles haven't had a single thousand-yard receiver, and I don't know how long. No, and now you're good. talking about right. the number two good. wide I'm receiver. To avoid, but I just I, I like watching the guy play. I like to see him play every week on my team. That's well, fair enough. You know, you know, you, uh, sometimes you want your team to pick your guy. So, I mean, pretty much always, I guess, but. Um, you guys got anything else for today? Uh, any relative recent dynasty updates? Uh, no, no. So. no. We'll, we'll, uh, I will say, um, you know, we are on Twitter uh, and we are on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get a little bit more active there. Uh, we are at Fantasy Oddballs. Um, you know, if you got anything to say, you know, hit us in the DMs. Uh, we're looking to get you know a little bit more active on those uh, social medias. So, uh, you know, if you got anything to say to us, hit any, us up. Any comments, any things you want us to address, yeah. Any, yeah, you pro- argue any players us? you want us to tell yeah. you about. Yeah. Yeah. Feel I, free, you want to argue? Yeah, you want to argue, you know, hey. I, I'm not going to light you up, I'm just going to put you over to the guys and uh, they'll light you up. Yes, don't <laughs> <laughs> we, we will address 
We will address the harder takes anonymously so as to not to put anybody oh, on no, the Oh, no, I'll, I'll put your name on it. I'll put oh. your name on it. Okay. Yeah, so. no, you got to own that shit. I'm yeah. not the producer. <laughs> I'm not the producer, so I can't control it. Rich just I mean, had you, to sneak you, across hey, listen, in there. you have the credentials. You can log in whenever you want. So uh, I guess uh, is that so, pretty much it for today? I think that's going to be it for today. I think that's going to be it until after the draft because that is coming up this week. So I just don't know that we're going to have time to meet and yeah. get anything out. We in the did meantime. grind a lot of uh, a lot of uh, deep dives out. So, so we hope, yeah, hopefully you know you got the info you need. Yep, those the last few episodes have covered all the f- players we think you need to know about for the upcoming fantasy season for Dynasty rookie drafts and. If you have any questions or need to let us know anything, again, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich out, signing off. Mike Coyle. See you later, guys. Have a good one.